in Ukraine, COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Well, folks, good afternoon. Right now, it is 106, and you're listening to The John DePietro Show. On AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This portion of our program, it's brought to you by the Lodge Pub and Eatery. Today's a nice day. You know, you just heard the forecast. Things are uh, certainly getting better. And uh, it's really going to warm up over the next couple of days. And so, folks, they're waiting for you at the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Now, this is actually turning into a nice little sun, sunny afternoon. You just heard uh, the weather forecast right around almost 70 degrees. Uh, and then the next uh, couple of days are actually going to start to be into the high 70s. So why not stop it and see them at the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Delicious food. They had a nice crowd there last night for the Celtics game. Uh, delicious food, as a matter of fact, and great fun at the Lodge Pub and Eatery right off of 146. All right, I want to bring you um, some of the latest news, though. A lot of developments. Also, I know um, yesterday someone sent me an email asking me about this uh, Superman building situation. I, I think it's wrong. I think it's a, I'm against it. I like uh, my former colleague Eileen Violet wrote about it in a local newspaper or a monthly or someone sent it to me. Um, um, it's either a monthly or weekly, anyhow. But she wrote that that she is, in fact, um, she thinks it's it's like a complete boondoggle of money, and I agree with it. You know, something to watch. <clears throat> I've been hearing about this, but and it is right now um, that the the Senate primary in Pennsylvania. This candidate, Kathy Barnett, she had a, a big. Let's see. Today is Thursday. So a week ago on Wednesday, Greta Van Susteren, did, they did a debate on Newsmax for the Republicans in the primary for Senate seat in Pennsylvania. And this woman, Kathy Barnett, who's a conservative commentator, she did great. And right now, and then that Friday night, Dr. Oz did a rally with President Trump. President Trump endorsed Dr. Oz. Um, Dr. Oz was booed at the rally. Mike Pompeo, former CIA, CIA, he also was talking. Dr. Oz voted in the 2018 Turkish presidential election. The whole dual citizenship is a little odd, but anyhow. So this woman did really well. And so the primary's coming up on Tuesday. She is really building momentum. She's been soaring in the polls ahead of Tuesday's primary. So I'm seeing influential Republicans in Washington are having a belated old blank moment. Unimaginable prospect. Kathy Barnett could win the party's nomination for the open Senate seat in Pennsylvania. Barnett, who's been soaring in the polls, Senate uh, Minority Leader Mitch McConnell will be dealing with a general election candidate who would be an opposition research dream endangering the GOP effort to take back the Senate. McConnell's been fixated on ensuring the 2022 midterms are not a repeat. Um, Her campaign did not respond to a request for comment. She has surged releasing a powerful video. It wasn't a choice, it was a life. 
She talks about her mother was raped when she was 11, yet Barnett is the leading breathing byproduct of that horrific circumstance. I'm going to play that video in a moment. The video has hit a nerve. Primary voters in Pennsylvania, source close to one of the rivals, Tose Axios, and gained, um, is resonating following the leak of the Supreme Court. She is also the uncommon black Republican candidate. At the same time, a cursory review of her Twitter account turned up tweets like this. Just just confronted a Muslim today. She joins Missouri Senate candidate Eric Greitens. He's a problem. Um, Potential Republican Senate nominee giving heartburn to GOP leadership. But it's been a wild, the past few days have been brought a wild scramble to destroy Barnett. Republican operatives were late to awaken to her political chances. Most had pegged Pennsylvania Senate race as a two-man battle. Dr. Roz and David McCormick, former hedge fund CEO and Army veteran David McCormick. Oz and McCormick have spent millions nuking each other, vicious commercials. Oz has attacked McCormick on soft on China. McCormick has hit Oz, Oz excuse me, past comments supportive of abortion gun control. The two-man ad wars hurt both candidates and provided a rare opportunity for Barnett to sneak up, ignored and untouched. She has virtually no money but gained traction with the GOP base, relentlessly hyping Trump's false claims of a stolen 2020 election. <clears throat> Trump ally Steve Bannon described Barnett as an audience favorite, which is popular. He praised her having never stopped talking about the 2020 election. Um, she never conceded her house race loss. Pennsylvania is MAGA versus ultra MAGA. <laughs> Barnett also close to the pillow entrepreneur Mike Lindell, front on a ticket with the leading Pennsylvania gubernatorial candidate, State Senator Doug Mestrano. She went. He went to the Capitol January sixth, been subpoenaed. Uh, a Barnett nomination next week present a lose-lose for Republican leadership. Worst case, she proves to be a big liability. Hands a competitive seat to the Democrats. Best case, she's elected. Ends up a thorn in the side of the Senate leadership. Uh, she's already signaled hesitancy about backing McConnell as the Republican leader. See, this is another thing, though. I've said that President Trump should not have endorsed Dr. Raz in this in this primary Kathy Barnett. All right, I want to play this commercial that they're all <clears throat> buzzing about. I heard about it, and she is a, um, a, a conservative commentator, so she can handle herself. She's, she's very good and can handle herself, but she is, folks, this is the thing about the campaigns, is it, it can just, they just start to take off. And this is another reason why they should not have people voting till the very end. This stuff, like there are people that have already voted and now they, they don't want to vote for her. Excuse me, they want to vote for her and they can vote for her. This is her, uh, oh, it's kind of long. Let me play a little bit though. Kathy Barnett for U.S. Senate. Listen to this. I grew up in southern Alabama, very rural, one-stop sign town called Nitchburg. Getting ready to go to college, I decided to go into the Army Reserves. I had to go get my birth certificate. 
mainly because the name was different. The name I had always grown up with was Nelson, but then come to find out there was something completely different on my birth certificate. Clearly, I could have done the math and realized just how young my mother was when she gave birth to me, but it was never something that truly resonated with me until I looked at my birth certificate for the very first time and just kind of studied it. Her gender, they called her a Negro girl, and that was the first thing I saw, and it just kind of grabbed my heart. But then I saw her age, and she was 12, and that just really struck a chord in me because I realized just how young my mother was when something so horrible had visited upon her. Even to this day, it's a very hard word to say, but my mother was raped. Given her young age, at 11 years old, my father being 21, it was her. We was all devastated, but my mother said, you know, you're pregnant, so we're going to get through this, and she helped me get through it. I don't want to use the word choice. She was going to be born. I didn't have a choice to say, you're going to live, I'm going to abort this you. Is the that mother. wasn't a choice for me. And I thank God it wasn't a choice for me. As a child, I knew no difference. I was loved, and um, I felt loved. It gave me a greater appreciation for my mother. It helped me to forgive a lot of the mistakes someone at that age, having gone through such trauma, would have made in their own parenting. But it definitely made me become very adamant about the sanctity of life, of all life, regardless of their conception, regardless of how they arrived, that I am valuable, I'm worthy, and my life has purpose. Before the foundation of the world, God saw me, and he decided that I would be, and he said in his word that not only did I see you, but I called you, I predestined you. And so as a Christian, I believe in the value of life, that when I was in my mother's womb, he was knitting me together. Even among Christians, even among staunch conservatives, an exception to the rule of being pro-life for many is in the case of rape. And yet my life has value. From me has come two very beautiful and charming and smart kids married to a wonderful husband. We've made a life for ourselves and none of this would have happened if the exception to the rule had applied. Regardless of how old you are and how the child was conceived, that child deserved a chance. And if I had made that choice, where would I be at right now without my daughter? The hardest struggle for my mother, the hardest thing for her to overcome, I think is just the effects of the trauma itself. And that is why I think it's so important to help people understand that the trauma has already been inflicted. The child should not be inflicted with the consequences that squarely belongs on the one who inflicted the trauma. We have to be able to see the difference. Aborting me would not have eased the trauma that my mother suffered. Aborting me would not have allowed me to be in a place today where I can now take care of my mother. It's just amazing to see them grow up. Regardless of how my life started out, I'm blessed. 
I'm not left with bitterness. I'm left with overwhelming sense of gratitude that not only did God see value in my life, but that my family saw value in my life. I'm very grateful for that. I'm eternally grateful that they chose to allow me to be born. Wow. Holy cow. She is going to win. Wow. Holy. I did not see that coming. What a commercial. I. I don't see how she loses. What a story. Kathy Barnett. How? Whew. Are all her videos like that? Boy, she is powerful. Wow, is she powerful. Let me just hear. I want to hear just a little bit more from her, folks. You could be hearing. She could win this Republican Senate primary coming up on Tuesday. This is the greatest country that has ever existed. But like you, I believe our country is in trouble. I believe that the America that allowed me to call my way out of dire poverty is about to come to a close. Listen, this time you do not have to hold your nose and vote for the lesser of two evils. I am in a statistical tie for first place. So voting for me is not throwing your vote away. Listen. Go to my Facebook page at Kathy Barnett for Senate, and you will see exactly what I'm doing today that I will amp up tomorrow after this race. I have been going and you will see me in rooms full of black people changing their voter registration from Democrat to Republican. You will see me downtown in Chinatown. They are mine. You will see people ushering me in front of a room full of Amish people with them introducing me as someone with their values. Not only do I have a grasp on our own base, but I can go into every nook and cranny and take the votes that we need in order to really be betterment <laughs> in the general election. So let's go do this. Wow. Oh, man. What a firepower she is. Kat- Hello, everyone. Oh. How are you? This is Kathy Barnett. I pray all is well. I'm sure you guys have seen the latest Travolger poll that came out late last night. What a wonderful Mother's Day gift. I'm sure he didn't intend for that to happen, but Thank you. <laughs> what did it show? It showed you guys. It really did. I think this story is as much about you, Pennsylvanians, as it is about me. Because I certainly could not do what it is that we are doing without you. Thank you so much. Thank you so She is. Folks, I am telling you, there's no way I think this is someone. And again, I... Listen to her call out Dr. Oz. President Trump loves Dr. Oz, but I think he's... Listen to her going after Dr. Oz. We may have some Republicans. We have some who have uh, their entire um, uh, uh, public career. They pretended to be a liberal working beside Oprah and Michelle Obama. Barnett was criticizing Dr. Oz, as we heard over now, your comments. I'm sorry, Conveniently, you would, they are a conservative Republican. Recognize Democrats are out here in a street fight. We need Republicans who have a backbone made of something a 
little bit sturdier than ear cartilage. We need people who understand the issues and who will go toe to toe for our interests. Okay. You should all ask yourselves, why is everyone attacking me? What am you're I? a liberal. <laughs> wow. You know, what, what a candidate, by the way. What a candidate. Kathy Barnett. Whew. She is coming out of nowhere. I um I want to come back to she's never conceded that uh I love her on with Bannon. What did Steve Bannon call her? She's the ultra mega. Joe P. Panics of Ultra MAGA, Pennsylvania Senate wildcard. <laughs> she could win. What a what a video that was. It wasn't a choice. It was a life. Whew. The videos hit a nerve with primary voters. Hmm. Where's the Bannon thing? I think that's funny. Um, Trump ally Steve Bannon described her as an audience favorite. For his War Room podcast, popular among the MAGA base. He praised her having never stopped talking about decertifying the election, refusing to concede her own loss in a 2020 House race. She never conceded her House race. Pennsylvania is MAGA versus ultra MAGA. <laughs> the fact that she's close to Mike Lindell. Folks, that crowd is not going away. Rick Grinella, Trump allies endorsed Oz, been spreading around a video about white racism. Hmm. Prominent Republicans are trying to hurt the momentum. Pat Toomey, who went to LaSalle, Republican senator. There's a lot voters don't know about her, a lot. Um, Systematic racism, uh, online petition to build a statue. Oh, okay. Honoring Barack Obama and his family. A little late in the game. Some heavy hitters are staying on the sideline. I think that's interesting. One group with a massive bank account is the McConnell Allied Senate Leadership Fund. No plans to engage in the Pennsylvania primary. Um, Senate Minority Whip John Thune asked, is it putting its thumb on the scale? Nope, we're not. We're going to let the voters vote. But she has surged in the polls as recently as April, 20% now. Multiple attendees of a Trump-Oz rally last weekend said they're backing Barnett. Same time, a cavalry is coming to Barnett's aid. The well-funded conservative group Club for Growth shocked Barnett's competitors that booked $2 million worth of TV ads on Tuesday. New York Times reported Club for Growth expenditures more than 10 times. The Barnett campaign itself had spent on TV. Just wonder if it's too late. Um, <clears throat> wow, fan favorite. Well, we're going to find out if they have enough to stop her momentum. But let me just see that um, Kathy Barnett. There was no reason to think she'd win her 2020 race for the U.S. House. This was a story May 10th. Oh, May 10th. Was facing incumbent in a redrawn district near Philadelphia. 
Uh, Hillary had won by 20 points. Even it occurred a year. Would have been a stretch. It's not a good year for Republicans. Okay, so this article just came out. Um, but it wasn't. Even for the vote counting, Trump began challenging the results. He insisted that his election night lead was somehow the real tally. It's obviously false, blah, blah, blah. So did Barnett. In an appearance on Fox, she insisted she had won the day of balloting. But had to watch that BMD. Ridiculous vote counting. Remember, stop the vote. Stop counting the votes. <laughs> the process was akin to how elections were conducted in Afghanistan, she said. Barnett did not give up on elections. She's now seeking the Republican nomination for Senate. Um, in late August, she hosted a man named Douglas Frank, a discussion of the virus in a video interview. He'd compiled data. I've heard about this, assessing the process of the pandemic. Um, the Vi- Facebook point, post made the point went viral, prompted their AP to debunk it. Frank was making a pitch about reopening schools Barnett found compelling. His case may have been flawed, but he made up for it with lots of interesting, complicated graphs. <laughs> this ex- expertise lingered with Barnett. When she decided after the 2020 election something, she contacted Frank. His analysis, so she may have hoped, there were tens of thousands of vote cast Montgomery County that weren't connected to real people. As the Philadelphia Inquirer reported, this appeared to confirm the other analysis she had received. The fraud was real. I'll tell you, if Mike Lindell is in the mix, at the very least, it's going to be interesting. I'll tell you that much. Very entertaining. Um, All right. So anyhow, let's get closer to home here, folks. And again, good afternoon at 127. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. All right. This is breaking news. Uh... Federal prosecutors have begun a grand jury investigation in whether the classified White House documents that ended up at his Florida home were mishandled. All right. Um, Let's see. Okay. Boom, boom, boom. Um, Let me just double check something. Kathy Gregg Missouri Senate, how about that? Wow. In Missouri, they are eliminating drop boxes and requiring voter ID for all ages. Wow. Hmm. Look at that. Folks, it has to. And I just don't know where this is going to lead with us. Nowhere good, that's for sure. Our elections need to be cleaned up. They're just not. They're not being cleaned up. The January 6th committee has issued subpoenas to Kevin McCarthy, Andy Biggs, Mo Brooks, Jim Jordan, and Scott Perry. Good luck. That is still going on? Still going on? How much longer is this going to go on? All right. I want to go to the situation with inflation. This is on Meet the Press. Um, economist says the inflation is way worse than the numbers would suggest. Listen to this. Live close. Those are, this is why I go to this Washington, New York nexus here. I think truly this is a uniquely out of touch. 
um, situation here for the Acela Corridor. And it's way worse than the numbers would suggest. If you look at uh, the food, energy, and housing, if what you think of as the essentials, that's 50% of the typical family budget. The average inflation rate at an annual rate since the president took office is 19.8%. That's huge. And that's what people are, are going through every day all across this country. And so obviously they're scared about the future. They want to know what's going to happen next. Here's what my question to both of you, and Doug, I'll start with you. Um, how do we solve low unemployment? I mean, at some point, does business pull back? You know, I, I think the next thing we expect is that, okay, inflation means business will pull back some investment. That usually also translates into hiring fewer people. So as it turns out, we have an incredibly strong labor market, low unemployment, you know, uh, 1.7 job openings for everybody out there who's looking for a job. And that's the flip side of the same coin as having the inflationary pressures. Mm -hmm. This economy is running so hot and the labor market is so hot, it's generating inflationary pressures. So we got that um, in part because we did big stimulus in an already hot economy. Did that in 1951, got a 6% point increase in inflation. Did it again last year. Um, so can't do that. And the, the key figure there is Jerome Powell, chairman of the Fed, whose job it is to tamp down on that, that red-hot economy. That means slowing down the labor market. That means slowing down the You know, that that is really interesting, folks, that people think things are bad now. Wait till people start um, being let go and wait till unemployment starts to creep up. So I also want to, um, there's a good piece about what's going on in Georgia. We're way late on, on uh, we are so late on the primary. I want to go to, um, listen to what is a problem right now in what are you seeing in here? Georgia. Here we go. No, this is not about covering markets. This is about the day-to-day -day lives people are living. You're in, in Georgia. This, you know, this is not a lot of public transportation to mitigate fuel costs. What are you seeing and hearing? People are frustrated. People are worried. We have been to three different counties, all of them politically important and very different politically. When we ask people who or what they think is to blame for the prices that they're seeing at the gas pump and also in the grocery store, they gave various answers to that question. But everyone we spoke to, they said the prices that they are seeing right now, especially at gas stations like this one, they say it is ridiculous. And for some of them it is upending their budgets listen do you have an option other than driving i don't i do not um it's my only transportation and i've got a little one so it's like i feel like all my gas is going or all my money's going towards gas at this point how much of your salary does it end up cutting into a lot of they got groceries got keys got everything that's going with this so it's, it's, it's kind of hitting them crazy i work at the clinic down the road and a lot of patients have come in and complained about it so many people have to cancel their appointments because they can't afford gas to come get to their appointments. Wow. I am a Georgia girl. I grew up in Atlanta. My parents live a little over an hour away from here in a more rural part of the state. And they don't have a lot of doctors where they live. When they need to go to the doctors, they have to come here to Gainesville. It's an hour, 15-minute drive each way. That is not an uncommon story. In rural communities around here, they've seen a lot of jobs go over the years. People are having to look further for work. They have to drive more to get 
to work and you touched on it there's not a lot of public transportation options here there's some in atlanta but it's not that great there in rural areas it really doesn't exist and what people are telling us is they are looking at what they have to pay to fill up their car to get to and from work run basic errands take their kids to school then they're looking at their paycheck and they say that they really feel like they are having trouble affording the basic necessities it is costing them so much money just to get to work this is a real pain for a lot of people here in the big cities in the suburbs and especially in rural parts of you know that is um there's just no way to get around that and as much as see here's the problem folks and again good afternoon right now at 134 the the problem with that is whether it's Cicilline or Biden or whoever, they, they certainly don't want to focus on that. They do not want to focus on that. But that's what matters to people. That's what people are dealing with right now. Um, they, they don't want that to be a voting issue. But I think that is what's going to motivate people. I can't believe Rhode Island approved 21 million for the Superman building renovation. I mean, it's going to be a lot more. They're going to get over 200 million, but I, I, I don't think that's a good deal. But my point is, you know, they can make all this noise. And when Roe v. Wade, you know, the whole leak from the Supreme Court, from they immediately descended on Cranston Mayor Alan Fung and what do you you think about this and but I, I don't no one is both sides no one is breaking off from their positions they're not no one's mind is being changed, put it that way. Um, no, no one, it, it's not an issue, and it's, but it's on people's minds, as it should be. You know, Cicilline, I, I, I believe this is his last time running. And I think down the line... You might see a Jessica De La Cruz go for that seat. Um, Especially, it seems like she's going to have her profile uplifted um, because of she will become the Senate Minority Leader, right? In exchange for not running, or I, I should say as opposed to running against Cranston Mayor Allen Fung um, in the CD2 primary. So it'd be a good move for her. She moves up, uh, gets more visibility and, and lifts her profile. And then if she wants to go for Congress, she is certainly doing it from much more of a position of strength. She's in her own district. Um, a lot better things can happen. You know, there's a good piece on Fox about de-leveling, code word. They don't want anyone to excel. And Bill Jacobson from um, Legal Insurrection 
Listen to this piece that Fox did on failing our children. A school district that's not going to give my son a chance Listen to, to fulfill his dream. I'd like to understand why English honors classes are being eliminated. Is English less important than math or science? It takes real leadership to admit you messed up. Give it a try. Okay, these school board meetings sure are interesting. Families pushing back against a Rhode Island school board for getting rid of honors classes. Uh, Bill Jacobson lives in Barrington, Rhode Island, the founder of Legal Insurrection. Bill, thanks for your time here. Uh, you had some students in this school district. A lot of people in Rhode Island, they, they live in this community. They pay higher taxes because they want to be able to get access to these schools. Uh, what is the objective of the school board, do you think, here? Yes, it's really quite astounding. I've lived in Barrington for almost 30 years. My three children went through the Barrington school system. My website, Legal Insurrection, is based here. And I've never seen anything like this. What they're trying to do is they're trying to eliminate the distinctions that students have where certain students can excel academically and achieve high honors. And they're doing away with that. They've done away with it in social studies. They're trying to do away with it in English. And what everybody fears is they're going to do away with it in math and science. We know that has been under study. And so that's really concerning people because this is a very high achieving community in terms of academics. Our math team has won 23 of the last 25 state championships and nobody wants to see any of this happen and it's uniting the community across party lines against it. Wow, interesting. Uh, can you win I guess would be my question. Can you get them the reverse course? And wh wh where did this word de-leveling come from? Well, uh, I think it's something that can be won, but it's being won on the ground by the parents who have kids in the school system right now. And what's remarkable is that it is across party lines. Over 500 parents signed an open letter protesting this and stating we are Democrats, Republicans, and independents. And independents are about half of the voters in the town. So it, it can be won because now the parents have awakened to this woke agenda. And deleveling is just code word for it's often called equity, it's called other things, but it's trying to prevent anyone from excelling because it might make others who don't excel academically feel bad. But we know that's not true. It's always been a source of pride in this town that our math team does so well, right. that our students do so well. Yep. A student doing well in a subject doesn't take away from another student, but it's this ideology of diversity, equity, and inclusion, and this is the equity portion of it, which means everybody has to be equal, but parents don't want that. What they want is equal opportunity for their children, but allow the gifted children to excel. So it's really infuriated the community. So here is one statement. A woman's name is Katie Novak. She's a consultant, apparently, on the whole de-leveling issue. Here's what she says. Two things stick out at me. Too many individuals in schools support oppressive and ableist structures where access to advanced coursework is a privilege that students have to earn. How novel. All students deserve opportunities to access grade level instruction to become expert learners and this is not possible when we continue to track students in different levels based on antiquated models of school success two things a privilege that students have to learn I, I really thought that was what it was all about growing up and then this idea about antiquated models of school success they're saying that your system is out of date and more 
Well, that's the sort of nonsense that they hired a consultant. Only a consultant getting paid a lot of money would say that. The school system wasn't broken. They're trying to fix something that wasn't broken. And right. that's a theme you hear from a lot of parents. Yep. We were doing quite well yes. out of over 10,000 school districts in the country. We were ranked up until two or three years ago, 189th, which wow. is astounding. That is, that. It was working in Barrington. Now we've slipped into the 300s. Wow. We're heading down. We were heading up and now we're heading down. And so there was nothing that needed fixing. There are these theories based on equity, based yep. on everybody having to be equal, no Dr. one being allowed to excel, no one being made to feel bad if they don't excel, that we're, we're like guinea pigs and people don't want that in the community and they are rising up against it. Now we'll see if you can win in the end. Bill Jacobson, thanks for explaining your case and we'll see. How it goes. You know, Thanks, folks, that is, um, and again, good afternoon. Right now it's 142. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. He is um, terrific. I should actually book him as a as a guest. We'll have him on. He has the website Legal Insurrection. Uh, he, he is 100% right. And you think of that. that. That is not, you know, Barrington is a community that people move to. Because of the schools. But now you have these woke progressives that say, you know, when someone aces the test, it makes the other kids feel bad. So let's not have honor students. Let's not have honor classes. Let's, you know, everybody's the same. Everybody, everybody, you know, that that's not kids. Many times, you know, good students gel and get along with with other good students. So there's nothing um, that's not something you want to discourage, as a matter of fact. I, um, you know, that this is not the only place that this has been going on. This is not the only place that this, you know, I've talked about in the past that, you know, you you had, and it's a shame how in Cranston, you know, they immediately, immediately um, they got rid of all their honors classes. That was like one of the first casualties because all the money then just goes to the teachers unions. It's wrong. It shouldn't go on like that. Um, You want to encourage. And if you're a former teacher listening right now, you know, think of that. I've um, I know of someone that went to school with LaSalle at LaSalle with Senator Jack Reed and said he was this, this, you know, phenomenal student. That would debate with the the brothers of LaSalle. I've also actually heard that about former Governor Gina Raimondo, who, you know, was the brain smart top student. Why why would you want to discourage that type of thing? But that's what they want to do in Barrington. No, you know, the child that got the good grade, that's making the other child feel bad. So let's not have the honors classes. You're not. Who are you serving? Bill Jacobson is exactly right. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show, it's brought to you by Brothers Disposal. Come on, brother. 
Call Brothers Disposal today. Now offering weekly trash collection services. Brothers Disposal, 401-688-0517. But here's the thing. If you want to do spring cleaning, let's get a dumpster in that driveway with Brothers Disposal, 401-688-0517. Whether you're cleaning out your basement or cleaning out your attic or you want to just get rid of some unwanted belongings, maybe you're doing a small household construction project, Brothers Disposal. Call them, Brother Roland, at 401-688-0517. It's much easier to clean out a home or business if you have a nice dumpster sitting right there. It's much easier. It's more effective. It's more efficient. Brothers Disposal. Call today, 401-688-0517. And they're also offering weekly trash collection services. Look for them on Facebook. Come on, brother. It's Brothers Disposal. Folks, right now, it's 146 and you're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This portion of the program is brought to you by It's My Health because it's your health. Stop in and see the queen of health, Marie, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Vitamins, herbal remedies, all from trusted companies, hemp and CBD products, natural skincare products. Pop in. The service is great. The products are unique. It's My Health. Diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant. So where things stand um, right now on this um, on this Thursday is um, the primary next to boy. That's a big story. Ultra MAGA rise in Pennsylvania. That's only going to help her. Only going to help that uh, candidate in Pennsylvania. But folks, the um, the next as we look right now. At the calendar. So today is Thursday, May 12th, all day. <laughs> I think the next gubernatorial forum is coming up Friday, May 27th. I'm going to be curious to see if Governor McKee agrees to any televised debate in the month of June. There should be a Democrat primary. But um, but he may be trying to skate to get into July and into August, close to the election as possible. So... I'm planning on attending that. I I think that he things are going to go differently for him the next time uh, that they're all on a stage because you're you're going to start to see some people want to kind of break out of the pack, so to speak. People have to make a move. As far as the Republican candidate Ashley Kalis, I I don't know. I don't. It's she has time. She doesn't even know who she's up against yet. Um, I recognize some people are encouraging her to maybe be a little more aggressive against Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee. Um, however, you know, they, they have to run the race that they think is going to put her over the finish line. And... I'm not, I don't know where that's going to go. She, and by by the way, all of this, the, the spending money on television, I still think it's interesting that she is the only one that's spending money on television, as a matter of fact. Um, I still come back to 
that I think a lot of that comes down to that the, the rest of them are doing just such a ground game. Um, and that's where, you know, Gorbea and the whole thing. I, I recognize, for instance, I'm seeing right now on The View, Whoopi Goldberg, it doesn't matter when an unborn child has rights. I, the more that they talk, I think the more they alienate people. So this was a discussion on the view. Uncomfortable conversation we have to have. At what point does a baby in the womb have rights? Listen, it, it doesn't matter what you think, when you think it is. If I don't think that that's is when that it is. Is it Listen, I don't have to tell you. It's none of your business. It's your decision. Yeah. What you do with your body and how your family it's works. Really and for me, I don't care what your religious beliefs are. It's not even religion. But it is. This is all based Wow. <laughs> Whoopi in the view. You know, that show started off that it was supposed to just be, you know, it was supposed to be like Regis, where they just kind of lightheartedly, um, Discussing things. I'm seeing that that Tierra Mac is going after Governor McKee. They want, this is what it comes down to. They want taxpayer funded abortions. And most people are not on board with that. They may not like it, but that's what it really seemingly comes down to is that's where it breaks off. Um, and, and as much as, you know, they're going to try to put pressure on Governor McKee to put that into his budget. They, they mislead people when they, you know, say um, it's a human right and so forth. Joy Behard, Americans are in denial what the Republican Party is planning on doing. Well, the problem is you mislead people. And it's always chicken little and the sky is falling. Let me hear this. I think Americans are in denial exactly about what this Republican Party is planning to do. Uh They they would like to overturn voting rights. They would like to overturn gay rights. They would say, oh, overturning women's rights. Yeah. Uh, I think that the Democrats, in a way, and I include myself as a Democrat, somebody who has been asleep at the switch in a certain way, like when Obama had a majority, they should have done more on codifying. I don't know the law, but maybe that's codifying. That, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 And, uh, and the voting, codifying, yeah. And voting and rights. Think it's, and they think it's, and they, they've been using abortion as a wedge issue, mm-hmm. both sides probably, and, it, and it's pathetic. But I really think that Americans are not where because they're worried about gas prices understandably mm-hmm. they're worried about inflation understandably but the larger issue is that we are losing our you know this whole thing of voting rights what are they talking about no they they want to tighten up we want elections that are going to mean something joy behar they refuse to deal with that and not only do they refuse to 
identify that, but people start to see through that they're misleading people about it. You know, most people that you talk to, it it makes sense. It makes sense to have, you know, you have to be an American citizen that, oh, wow. You have to be an American citizen. You have to register a certain time. Wow. I don't understand this. President Trump is now attacking that Kathy Barnett. Trump blasts her, noting she hasn't been better and there are a lot of questions about her past. Statement by President Trump. Kathy Barnett will never be able to win the general election. Many things in her past properly explained or vetted. Dr. Oz is the only one to be easily defeat. A vote for anyone else is a vote against victory in the fall. So, President Trump, I, I still think he's too late on that. And more people are putting this out. I think, um, you know, maybe she evolved a little bit. Trump's statement comes after recent rally. He blistered McCormick. But Dr. Oz is the only one. He is doubling down with Dr. Oz. Well, that's just going to get her more attention. Hmm. That's really interesting now. As I have said, I think he should stay out of primaries. I think President Trump should focus on helping people get over the finish line in a general election. My thought. Folks, good afternoon at 155. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. This portion of the program is brought to you by the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. They're waiting for you at the Lodge Pub and Eatery. Um, oh, I see. People that, that saw the 2,000 mules. Oh, I see. Um, no, no, I'm going to pass on that. No, thanks. No, thank you. I'm passing on that story. Nope. You can't do every story. Anyone that out of the box is suing the police, I'm not, I'm not supporting that story. I refuse, as a matter of fact. No. The, uh, the 2,000 mules, it's, it's not. I, I've talked to enough people about it. Um, they, 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 they had an opportunity to do a good, a good film, and they, they got carried away. And I get part of it is that's what they do is they get carried away. And now other people don't want to get caught up in them getting carried away with that story. This Pennsylvania Republican primary is really wild now that President Trump is coming out and bashing that woman that I I played you her sound, Kathy Barnett. She could win. How about and it's all splintered. Mike Lindell is with her. Um, President Trump is with Dr. Oz. You have Mike Pompeo's with someone else. It's a really interesting Republican primary. So, but that video that she put out and she lit it up in that newsbacks debate last week. I think that is someone to watch. Now, just to remind people, 
where are we with our elections? Our primary is too late. The primary in Rhode Island is not until Tuesday, September 13th. Why is it that late? The Democrats have it that late to give the Republicans less opportunity to get organized. Our primaries should be in May or June at the latest. Then both parties and all the candidates can get ready over the course of the summer. But right now, um, Governor McKee is still the leader in the Democrat Party. And Helena Folks is starting to get more aggressive trying to go after him. And Nellie Gorbea. And then Matt Brown's having an event today. He thinks that everyone, you know, I, um, when I went to that forum last week, it's kind of comical to me that Matt Brown says, well, as all of you, you know, as many of you know, I slept out at the state house. No, I don't think anybody knows that. I don't think anybody knows that. And I don't think that's a voting issue, as a matter of fact. No, if you say we think everyone should get free housing, you know, I think that that's a Providence issue. That's a Providence progressive socialist issue. It is not where most people are. I don't think they are. No. And, and many of those people, if not all of them, that are demanding free housing happen to be unemployed. And I think that comes into play as well. So, but right now, there's that. You have the primary on for lieutenant governor. You have the primary Republican side for lieutenant governor. You have some down ballot races, general treasurer, attorney general. Right now, Republicans have no one for secretary of state. And then the big race is the, the, uh, CD2, the Langevin seat for Congress that's leaning Democrat, but Fung seems like if he can get past Bob Lancia, that that could be his. Folks, it's 159. It's John DePietro. I want to thank you for listening on what is turning out to be a delightful uh, Thursday. We're going to be doing Facebook Live later. We're back on the radio tomorrow at 11. Celtics play again Friday night. Hope they can get it together against the Bucks. All right, I want you to stay tuned for the two o'clock news and then it'll be the John Dion program. We're back WNRI Winsocket.